It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. 35 yards for the win. Did he? He did! Texas Tech, a winner! We're not good enough yet. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. We're close, and close don't mean, and you can put that on TV for me. I'm tired of coming close, and we're going to work our off till we ain't close anymore. And it may take some time. We're going to get it done. We aren't in there. We aren't. We aren't good enough. They're better than us. Black and white, simple fact. Could have, would have, should have is the difference. Of what I'm talking about. The good teams don't come in and say could have. They get it done. All right. It's that simple. I'm tired of saying could have, should have, would have. That's why we ain't good enough yet. Because we're saying could have and they ain't. Uh. Well. I was hoping for some uh, Jim Mora, but I didn't want that specific one because the first thing I was going to say today was we could have, would have, should have won that football game, Well, yeah, sorry. I disappointed you with the wrong Jim Mora, but I couldn't find a Jim Mora where his team lost even though they had more passing yards, rushing yards, total yards, less penalties, and won the turnover battle. I couldn't, I couldn't find yeah. that version of Jim Mora, but I would love to hear what Jim Mora thinks if his team statistically dominated the game again and still found a way to lose. Uh, yeah, we can go ahead and toss out the we didn't do diddly-poo yeah, offensively. Right, yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We sucked. In the second half, we sucked. Actually, Coach, you ran the ball for well over 200 yards tonight. Oh, man. You, you guys were pretty good running the football. Yeah, uh, what a wild – if I hadn't seen that exact same game four times already this season, <laughs> I would have said that was uh, a shocking outcome. Yeah, and, um, you, you know, I, like the, the individual success of these guys, it's, you know, you, you, you get happy for that. But when I saw that Dylan Gabriel was co-offensive player of the week in the conference today, I said, I don't know, it was just like another gut punch from Saturday. You had yeah. the co-offensive player of the week. You had Eric Gray, uh, 161 yards. Mims had a career day with 162 and two touchdowns. Weiss had a career day with 123 and one touchdown. And you, and you still lose. Yeah. Man. And you're right. That's not the first time this year that we've said things like that and they still found a way to lose the game. It's fascinating. Disappointing. Unacceptable. Etc. <laughs> yeah, I was going to let's see what how long of a list I could of have words taken up the here. entire segment. I could have. <laughs> uh, so wild. Um, you know, started out in familiar fashion. We uh, we looked great right out of the gate. Offense firing on all cylinders. Defense stops turnovers, and then. There before half, what, we were up 24-6 at one point. Should have been up 21-0. Had multiple opportunities to be up 21-0. Um, 
but we're up 24-6 with uh, six and a half to go in the second quarter, and we give up 17 points to close out the half. Ten in like three minutes, I think, right before the half. Yeah. Yeah. Ten in, yeah, like they scored a touchdown with 128, then kicked a field goal. I uh, when it was twenty four to six, I, I tweeted out, and I and I believed it at the time. Here's a good test for OU. You're up twenty four to six mid second quarter. Put someone away and win big. Like that's the next big step. Yeah. And uh, as you can imagine, I got trolled for that one after uh, <laughs> it was twenty four twenty three at the half, and they end up losing. But that and that's what I thought at the time, man. Like, dang, you're playing well on both sides. Twenty four to six. Like, let's see you just put someone away. Like that's kind of the next step now. And yeah, that didn't well, happen. They Did had a chance to, to put them away at 24-6. They also had a chance to put them away, Tyler, at 45-45. to 45. Uh, Turnover, you force mean, an interception. Yeah. And, you know, there's, what, um, about five minutes left in the game or so, and we have a chance to use some clock, go down, punch in a, a touchdown, Take a, a seven-point lead and and force Texas Tech to have to drive the field and score a touchdown to win the football game or, or actually to tie the football game, I guess, opportunity to go for two and win it. But we just come out of there with the field goal and use, like, we go four plays, eight yards, use only a minute 12. That was frustrating. Yeah, I mean, you had multiple chances to put them away if you – Catch uh, if you catch a pass on the fake field goal, you may put him away in the first half. You mentioned twenty four yeah. to six. You just mentioned after the pick. How about the fourth and seven when you're up forty eight forty five? There's another chance for you to put it away, right? Fourth and seven, and they complete a ball right over the middle for a first down. Move the right. sticks, and then you block a field goal, but then you call a timeout right before. Golly, I'm frustrated all over again, Re- yeah. reliving this game. Yikes! Yeah, it all happened. It all happened um, in one night. That'd be a good question. Like, what was the single most uh, annoyed or di- like disappointing play of the night? Like, I'm going back through kind of my, uh, my my notes during the game, and it just flashed in front of me. Third and seven, offsides by Woody Washington. You, Teddy, you had a corner. You had a corner jump offsides on a third and seven. And then they hit a deep ball touchdown. It's 45-38. They take, I think, their first lead of the night. Mm-hmm. God, that, that, that one might be mine. Jeez. Yeah, there were, there were a bunch of them. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that any one play cost you the game. It was the mixture of all of them, combination. You know, the offense had opportunities. Couldn't capitalize. Defense had opportunities. Couldn't capitalize. Special teams had opportunities. Could not capitalize. And that equals a loss. Yep. And when you're a more talented football team, as I think we are, at least it equals a narrow loss. You know? Um, Is that your silver lining today? You only lost by three? Uh, I don't know. I was hoping to possibly explore uh, the football game, how we feel about it, and 
see if as a group we could come out with some silver linings. <laughs> Thank God it's a three-hour show. We've got that yeah. long to figure one out. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, yikes. What was the, always love to ask, what was the mood of the post-game show? Uh, it was PO'd. Um, Jeff Levy got to go. Ted Roof got to go. <laughs> Dylan Gabriel got to go. Brent Venables is over his head. You know, the norm. The norm so far this year. I I love the uh, Jeff Lebby's got to go. Love those calls on a night where the offense put up some. 672 just, yards on Saturday. Yeah. Right. Now, that being said, they put up a bunch of yards, but they missed a ton of opportunities. Now, that that doesn't mean that I'm uh, trying to give any uh, credibility to the calls for Levy. I, I mean, I, as I said after the West Virginia game, and as I always say, I believe the onus is on the football players on the field to go win the game. And I know that I am in a – last what when we lost to West Virginia there, I was me and an island of seven other individuals that were on that island, and uh, everyone else wanted coaches fired. Yeah. I wonder it, how many lo- I lost on well, the Well, you, you lost in the third <laughs> quarter of Bedlam. You, yeah, you, you were all alone all right. uh, during that game, and I still think you are. Um which, I mean, and, and here's kind of the, the reality of it is if you want to get rid of Ted Roof, like, okay, that's fine, but at the same time, don't think that that move is going to fix all your issues defensively or all of a sudden this team is going to start finding a way to play complementary football. That may end up happening. I, I won't be shocked at all if Ted Roof is not the defensive coordinator next year. At all, I, I won't be surprised. But there's just so many more issues on this team than Ted Roof. Everyone, Teddy – Everyone has had a hand in this 6-6 six and six season. There That's is right. no one that is exempt from blame after the 12-game regular season we just saw. And that kind of sucks because everything's got to be better. But don't go into this offseason thinking that you can just replace one guy and you're going to get back to winning 11 games. So many things got to happen in all three phases for that to be the case. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I thought we... Defensively, where I, you know, I, what do you want me to say about any of the, like, if 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 someone out there wants somebody fired, and I understand, I again, I understand frustration with the fan base. I just, when you got wide open guys, unblocked, with opportunities to make a tackle, and they don't. When you've got balls that hit. Defensive players in the stomach a couple of times, and we don't make the interception. When we've got a, a free, clear, unblocked path to the quarterback, and you know, totally whiff, easy little sidestep, walk-in touchdown. I, I guess I don't. I don't. To me, there's a big disconnect between, you know fire the coach and I uh, you have free unblocked players all over the field with opportunities to make make plays and they don't make them yeah 
No, I, I remember. Um, I can sense your frustration. I have uh, written down. Let's see. It was Tech had a third and three, and it was Tyler Shuck that was in the game. It wasn't even Donovan Smith. But it was a third and three, and they ran like a zone read keeper with the quarterback, and it was just like the easiest first down pickup of all time on a third and three in the second half. I mean, there was just like no resistance defensively, man. Um, you have a fall, like Tech has a false start on first and goal from the 10. It's first and goal from the 15, and I'm saying to myself, all right, here you go, man. Okay, false start, first and goal from the 15, hold them the three points. You know what happens on the next play? There's nobody there, and Tech scores a wide-open touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, I, look, I, I do think that the coaches need to be held accountable for this year, sure, but your, your personnel um, on both sides got to be held accountable as well. I love Braden yeah. Willis, and he like he he's had a great season, but he's got to catch that fake field goal, man. It's 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 drawn up perfectly. That's a first down, if not a touchdown. It's it's plays like that. Yeah, that one was. Um, I the timing got thrown off just a little bit, but yeah, you still got to make that play in that spot. You know, I've been asked a bunch of times what I thought of that call. Um. I didn't have an issue with it. I I like being aggressive, you know? And, again, like, the the play was there. It should have worked. I'm not going to second-guess a play call that we clearly – if, like, a guy makes the play, it's a first down. I'm not going to second-guess that. Yep, that's that's how I feel. And at the end of the day, that call happened when we were up 14-0 with uh, five minutes to go in the first quarter. There was somewhere between 50 and 60 plays after that that had more impact on us winning and losing the game than that one did. You know, it's like if we, there's there's so many plays between that moment and the end of the game that, yeah. like, Well, you still me, went up 24-6. Even though you didn't get that, yeah. you, you still extended your lead to 24-6 in the game. So, yeah. Uh, let's let's hit a few texts. We're, we're going to have so many texts today, and uh, we're going to spend a lot of the show today getting your thoughts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439 if you want to hop in. Don't forget about a corner jumping off sides. Never seen that, by the way. Oh, I already dr- addressed that one. That might yeah. have been the single most frustrating moment of the game for me. I just, man, I've ne- I, you never see that. Yeah. It was It was weird. There was, I, I don't know. There's, it's just there's so many, there's so many missed plays by good players, and you know here's what I I keep going back to. I, we're not, or we, I'm, I'm not suggesting that we need heroic efforts made out there. I'm not suggesting whenever I say that. You've got to make the plays that are presented to you. I'm not saying you have to one-handed reach blindly around a defender's back to make a, a one-handed catch as you're getting interfered with like Mims did. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about catch the little floater fake field goal, make the field goal, make the wide-open unblocked tackle, Make the interception that hit you in the gut. Make the sack. Make the block. Make the catch. That's all I'm saying. Like the layups, just 
make the layups. If we just make the layups as a football team this year, at least eight and four. We're ten and two, easy. At least eight and four, yeah, probably ten and two. No kidding. Sam, layups. Sam and Edmund says OU twenty twenty one six wins by seven points or less, one by three. OU twenty twenty two four losses by seven points or less, three losses by three points. We were already walking on thin ice. Then we lost eight starters on defense. 44% of our roster slash the best quarterback in the country. This team's margin of error is razor thin. Sam and Edmund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I get all that. I understand that. Um, and it's a good point. I would just say I don't care how much the roster is turned over. You shouldn't lose to a, West, a bad West Virginia team that played bad in Morgantown or an average Texas Tech game, team that I don't even think played that well in Lubbock on Saturday. Those things are just hard for me to accept, the caliber of teams that you've lost to this year. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, I don't know. I expect like a lot of the guys that are on – make uh, like missed a lot of these layups that I'm talking about. They've got to get more consistent. I, I don't. I don't. Everyone's going to be talking about transfer portal and and recruiting class, and yeah, we need. We definitely need to address some some problem areas and some some depth areas. But the guys that have missed these layups that I'm talking about, I've also seen them make great plays. Like Mims, like the kid, I was talking, I was joking, I mean, I was using his great catch at Tech to point out, you know, like, I'm not asking guys to do that, but it's like, it goes back to Mims catching the wide open touchdown against West Virginia, just yep. just catch that ball, yeah. you know? And he makes like a, a, an incredible play on Saturday, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, just just make the it's, layup, it's, man. That's what I'm saying, is I know that yeah. these guys are more than capable of making those plays, because I've seen every single one of them. Uh, make way more difficult plays. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, hopefully we get some uh, some good stuff on the text line that oh. makes us think a little bit. Oh, yeah. We've uh, got 95 texts so far this first uh, segment. So, All it's, right. it's going to be one of those today. Oh, well, good. Let's hit a quick timeout, and then we'll get to some of those next. Hanging out today at the Falls at Brookhaven. Really, really cool uh, apartment complex, a premier apartment complex here on the west side of Norman. Plenty of different floor plans to choose from. Tons of amenities, uh, great surroundings on the outside as well. Come check us out here at the Falls. You can give them a call to uh, to come check out some of these layouts. 405-701-8233. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's the season of giving thanks, pumpkin spice, and everything nice. Get the nicest deals on all the new Buicks at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Like the quiet, comfortable SUV. The new 2022 Buick Envision. Made so you'll get all your little pumpkins where they need to be this holiday season. You'll be thankful you went to Dorsey Jones. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. I-40 and Highway 80. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get advantage miles, go to standuptocancer.org. American Airlines. Reaction Monday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, interact with the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405 651 3439. 
Rough night for the Sooners Saturday in Lubbock. Uh, did you at least get flashed again this time around during the game? No. Mm, bummer. No flashing. Mm. Would have made the night uh, a little bit better, I, I guess, know. if you would have gotten flashed. Frustrating. I guess that was just frustrating. That's we were all waiting on it. You should have seen the rest of the radio crew. <laughs> wide eyed. Look like uh, wide eyed heads <laughs> on a swivel up there. <laughs> yep. Text yeah, line. Well. I'm okay with losing football games in the first year, but Brent Venables has to hold the starters accountable when they miss open tackles, line up the wrong way, and jog to the play over and over on tape all year long. If you have to play freshman band members or fans, so be it. Yeah. I understand that criticism. Need I do. a player coming off the edge. I do agree with that. Right. Um I I totally get it. But I what is your response whenever the tuba player is missing even more egregious tackles, slower to the ball, lining up in worse spots? What is the response then? Is it well, you know, that's Venables just, you know, holding the starters accountable. We all know that that is not how it goes. They have to play the best guys. It's the only way they can manage it. I hear, I, I understand. I do. I get it. And I wish there was, I wish there was something more that you could do. But you just have to continue to try and reach those guys and work with them and and find ways to make the. The coaching points resonate better. But here's the thing, man, and this is what's crazy. Watching this team practice in the offseason, in the spring and throughout training camp, right? the one thing that I thought that they were going to be much better at was tackling. Yep. Because they tackled nonstop. Almost every drill they did was tackling to the ground. It's it's what they emphasized throughout the offseason on defense abundantly. So it's not like you can say, well, they don't practice it and it's too soft up there. Just flat out not the case. So I don't. I, Surely I don't no know, one's man. saying it's too soft up there. Like you, you can have your opinion on what's going on over there. I, I don't think too soft is you know kind of the the the, the accurate diagnosis to the issues. And there were times this year, um, I don't think that they were ever a great tackling team, but there were times, and I think as late as uh, the Bedlam game, they, they tackled well for the most part. But, yeah, man, when it got bad with this defense, it got bad. And it was bad on Saturday. It just feels huh. like, you know, yeah. once adversity kind of set in for the defense, they had no, no answer for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, let, let's, let's try to move on and hit as many of these texts as we can. 405, tell me I am an idiot, but my thoughts – are pointing to some rough assumptions. Iowa State, Nebraska, and Texas, all horrible trends and all have a problem closing the gap in the fourth quarter and lose by one possession. I do not like that. Scares me, guys. Tell me why those are different situations. Um, I, don't, I don't think they are different situations. I, mean, I think there's... There's um, plenty of similarity there. 
I feel like with with Oklahoma specifically, and I, I'm not saying I'm I'm not. This is not an excuse, but I kind of feel like it's happening. You know, whenever we took a 24-6 lead, and and you said this is a a good test for Oklahoma. Yep. And we gave up the first touchdown. What was your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts were, oh, God, don't have a one-point lead going into halftime or be tied going into halftime all of a sudden because, no, I, I felt it shift a little bit, sure, especially after the interception happened. Did okay. it happen right after that first touchdown? Uh, yeah, three plays, interception. Um, right, so I agree with that. I felt the same way, and I think the team feels the same way. I think there's there's a like a massive amount of anxiety and pressure that whenever one thing goes bad, and it, it, it's no longer a team having fun, um, you know, playing fast and physical and excited to be there. It's a team that is just stressed beyond belief that things are going to fall apart on them. And whenever that's the way your mindset is, guess what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. It's going to fall we've apart seen that. We've seen like that said, enough. Not we, we've excuse. seen that enough it's this just, year to to say that. I mean, it really does feel that way. Now, how do you fix that? I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily know how you fix that. Like, one of the ways you fix it is to try and stay aggressive and, like, call a field goal, fake field goal. Whenever you got a chance to go punch one in, like you don't give the team an opportunity to sit around and and wonder, are we doing enough? You you just you stay aggressive. You remain uh, aggressive, play calling offensively and defensively, and they've done that. But the guys just haven't been able to respond. Boomer Brady says just four to eight plays this season. That's the difference between six and six and ten and two. Every play matters. A lot of teams can say that, but back to what we said last segment. Yeah, the layups, man. Make the layups, and you got a better record than six and six. That's it. That's it. You don't have to do anything heroic. You don't have to do anything otherworldly or beyond your typical skill level. Catch the pass, make the tackle, make the field goal, make the throw. That's it. The same routine field goals and catches and tackles and throws you've made for the rest of the same game. The tuba player doesn't have six years of tape that says he's bad at football. Looking at you, 25, maybe the tuba player can improve with snaps. Uh, Blaine says, how do we know the tuba player doesn't run a 4-4? Fair point. I guess we don't. Oh, you'd know. Uh, if he ran a 4-4, he wouldn't be carrying the tuba. <laughs> One way to find out. Let's go. Walk-on tryouts for the band this Let's Saturday. Go. Get him ready for the bowl game. I want someone that wants to earn it. This looks just like a John Blake team, says the 405. Man, I've heard that take enough this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I, and, and I, I don't. I, I, whatever. I, I don't mean. remember. Uh, I don't remember the John Blake's teams, but I'll take your word for it. At least they didn't attempt a field goal on third down, thinking if they missed it, they got to try again on fourth down. <laughs> <laughs> At least they didn't do that, right? Uh, Good. Uh, if if our coaches thought that, I think we would have been kicking on first down. 
you know, give ourselves four good shots at it. Yeah. So what's the, what has the uh, controversy been, if any, about whether or not that field goal was good? Brent sure thought uh, it was good from where he was standing. Yeah. I th- I thought live and, you know, the, the TV camera, the football was like right at the top of the screen. Maybe I was just so defeated at that point and just so sure of what was going to happen that I thought, you know, whatever, I, I think that that's probably no good. I guess in the moment I thought it was no good, but there's there's other photos that say otherwise. Now, it, it, it's just kind of it, – it's hard to tell exactly if that kick was – was good or no good, but I, I thought at the time that it was no good. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was no good, uh, personally. Um, the guy with the best seat in the house for calling it good or no good said it was no good. Um, and reluctantly, uh, as the official, I'll take his word for it. Although the officiating against the University of Oklahoma this season has sucked beyond anything I've ever seen it in has my to life. Be, it has to be the worst that uh, I've ever encountered uh, following the Oklahoma Sooners, which is since the mid-90s. And, yeah. and, and maybe it's very similar to, to recent years, and you just haven't noticed it as much because you're used to ripping off a 12-1 season, but... My God, man, you can count on two to three plays against OU this year each game where you say, how do you make that call? That is God-awful. How do you make God that awful. call? God-awful. Like, I, so whenever you're watching the game on TV, you can't witness it. But when you're there, if you watch the spotting of the football, it is just amazement that they screw us half a yard at a time about 50 times a game. It is, it's just absurd. Are you, uh, are you referencing the Eric Gray run on like second and 10? That, did you think that that play should have been a first down? They heard the, the, the fourth and one conversion that they got stopped on. Are you, are you Do talking I about that one? I think it should have been a first down. Okay. I know it was a first down. Okay. I watched it. And I thought I it was the, too. I watched the official from the side, run out well ahead of the first down marker, grab the ball, and step back to the other side and mark it on the other sure. side of the of the uh, chains. And, and I, I witnessed it myself. I thought live watching it on TV, it should have been a first down as well. And I think, uh, I think pretty much everyone did, every OU fan. But that's where a, another frustration sets in of, well – if we all thought it was a first down, then the coaching staff probably did too. Why did they snap it so quick on fourth down and not wait for a review? Well, I don't know that the review was going to come, number one. Um, I, the TV, so the, the coaches were right next to us up in the uh, press box. And you have, a, you have a live TV monitor, like the broadcast, is in in your booth with you. We have one. The coaches have one. But there was like a a 45-second delay on like the live broadcast. It wasn't that bad, but it it was so bad that you couldn't just sit there and wait on it, right? And you barely, the live view of it wasn't great, and you just kind of look and look and look and wait for a replay of where he was down, and it just didn't come. 
in order to say like, hey, we need to wait and see if there's a review here. It just like it just didn't it just didn't work out that way. And unfortunately, they just got to kind of they got to plow through it. They got to have a call ready to go, and they got to try and get up there and snap it. Now, I'm not suggesting that they have to go fast. Um, I'm just saying like they've got to make a decision and and roll with it down there on the field. They don't have the luxury of being able to pause it and rewind it and look at it and and see what they need to do. I mean, you can call a timeout there, and they may never yeah. review the thing. Yeah, uh, I, a lot of people, and, and I was upset in the moment at that as well. It's like, all right, it's fourth and one. I thought you got it. Like, why do you have to snap it so quick? It's just, and that's when it really started to spiral out of control. You give up a touchdown on fourth and goal from the, fi- or first and goal from the 15, I think, on their next drive. Some of the bad calls that you were talking about, I think your next offensive possession is when, uh, did they grab, like, Drake Stoops back of his jersey and pull him down, basically, and there's still no call? On a first down no play call. call. Yeah. No call. Now, here's the thing on that. It, the ball was in the air whenever he grabbed him. So, defensive holding is no longer a call. It has to be pass interference. And will that play get called pass interference 80% of the time? Yes, it will. Uh, not against Oklahoma. I mean, it will never get called against Oklahoma this season. I'm just suggesting, like, throughout college football, that call will be called, like, 80% of the time for pass interference. I don't believe that it was pass interference because I don't think he was going to get to the ball anyways. Now, well, I've seen that we'll not never know. in PI calls this year. Exactly. You, you yes, know? that's what I'm saying is, yeah. like, Typically, that does like it's got to be way overthrown and usually out of bounds for them to say that it wasn't a catchable ball. I mean, it was way closer than that. But I, I'm just saying that he, yes, he interfered with him, but he wasn't going to make the play anyway. So I'm, not, I don't get hung up on that one. Sure. Too much. So there, there's been some calls that have definitely gone against OU this year, but they haven't helped themselves out either. Um, they're ninth in penalties this year. I mean, they're they were def, definitely an undisciplined football team. I, I think both are fair to say this was an undisciplined team, but man, they were really yes. unlucky with with a lot of uh, big time calls. Uh, unlucky, Tyler. They they kicked one out of bounds on a punt, and it landed like maybe five yards out of bounds, dead even with like I think it was the twenty five yard line, and the official walked up the sideline, and I knew they were going to screw us, and I was absolutely right. They spotted it at the 25-yard line. And, yes, anyone that's had any type of just basic geometry knows that that is impossible for that ball to go out at the 25-yard line, hook a right, and go five yards over. Just it's It was it's death by a thousand cuts is what it is. <laughs> Awful. Snake bit right. season. Yeah, then Matt Leinert has to rub it in. We'll talk about that next, what that loser said. <laughs> All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Remember, hanging out the falls at Brookhaven today. Really, really nice apartment complex. New over here on the west side of Norman, close to all the best shopping and food, dining here in uh, Norman. You can check them out online, thefallsbrookhaven.com, or just give them a call, 405-701-8233. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This. One smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org slash learn.
Cavens Construction, bringing you this hour of the rush on a reaction Monday. CavensConstruction.com if you have any 24-7 emergency repairs. Uh, by the way, it looks like Auburn is going to hire Hugh Free. So whoever on the text line just said that Auburn is going from a caddy to an escort, that's pretty good. Very, very well done. <laughs> but I guess we all hate Matt Leinert. What a loser he is. He tweets out Saturday night, USC 11-1 going to the Pac-12 title game with a playoff spot on the line. Oklahoma going into overtime, fighting for their sixth win. Hashtag karma. Well, first off, Matt, they were fighting for their seventh win. Have a little respect. And the hashtag karma thing doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, Muleshi was the one that left. So I, I don't know what this karma thing is about. Uh, maybe it's karma for the relentless amount of social media trolling. We did that? The University of Oklahoma. Our fans did that. Uh, Us? Levied towards huh. Southern California. I never saw which, anything. Uh I'll eat the karma. I'll just put some uh, uh, cool quip on top of it, okay? Uh, I got no problem with it because we need to continue the social media barrage. Let it go. Uh, Which, let me just say, there's uh, a really good chance we get to watch Caleb Williams win the Heisman Trophy. God. And there's still somewhat of a chance that the University of Southern Cal wins a national championship this year. So, as I, you know me, jeez, dude, if it's gonna be if it's gonna be bad, I say let it rain. Just bring it all on me. I want just give me all the pain. Not me. Um, just just, I, just give it give it to me. Not me. I, I, like if they make the playoff whatever, I guess I'll uh hold on for a month that they're going to get absolutely destroyed by Georgia in the first round. And god, I will <laughs> well, be rooting with everything that I have that that'll be the case. <sighs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, man, if he uh if they beat Utah, he's going to win the Heisman trophy. And he may anyway, even if they don't win and he plays he well. May anyway. God. I mean, there's kind of a lack of a better option at this point, isn't there? Yeah. Saturday is why winning against Oklahoma State was important because we need those practices, that says the text line. Yes. Michigan or Georgia will kill USC. God, I hope. I hope Utah kills USC, but I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I know that everyone's confident that Georgia is just going to absolutely destroy whoever they play. I think – this past Saturday of college football kind of tells you everything you need to know about the certainty in this sport, right? Yeah, I did not see Ohio State get run out of the their, the horseshoe like the way that they did. That's right. Wow. Uh, Clemson is – feels like they're on the decline a little bit. That was a bad loss by Oklahoma. Yeah, it was, it was upset Saturday uh, in the 11 a.m. games for sure. Not so much the rest yep. of the day. I mean, what a crap day Saturday was, you know? OU loses uh, after having the co-offensive player of the week in the Big 12, which totally figures the Big 12 can't just pick one player. you got to have co-offensive players of the week. But you lose. A&M beats LSU. A&M, even though they're 5-7, and seven, mm-hmm. gets a top-five win. And then USC punks Notre Dame the way that they did. And Caleb Williams maybe wraps up the Heisman Trophy. God, it's been a crap season, man. But I was hopeful that at least the final week of the regular season would reward us with something. Notre Dame wins. A&M drops to 4-8. and eight. OU can win. But that was arguably the worst weekend of the entire season. Certainly up there. Um... 
Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was horrible. I just, I just knew, Tyler. I took LSU as my lock. I just, it's just the dumbest pick in the world, <laughs> right? You got an LSU team that is far superior to Texas A&M. They've got everything on the line, oh, yeah. right? They've got a, a potential college football playoff berth still on the line if they win this game. And obviously they, you know, they need to win the SEC as well, but they have to win this game. And there's A&M. You know, there's guys entering the transfer portal, the offensive coordinators on the chopping block. Uh, everyone has already given up. Fans hate the team. They've given up on the season. And, yeah, LSU goes and loses to them, and it really wasn't even close. Yeah. So there you go. Love the sport, Perfect. man. What All a great right. sport we cover, huh? God, yeah. don't you just love yeah, it's it? It's amazing. It's the greatest. All right, uh, quick timeout. Hanging out at the Falls of Brookhaven today. Um, you got to come check this place out. New apartment complex on the west side of Norman. Easy access to the best shopping, dining that Norman has to offer. They've got several different floor plans, all kinds of amenities, and really cool surroundings here on the grounds with uh, pool views, garage parking available, really nice saltwater pool with a sun deck and grill, pet parks, really cool stuff here at the Falls of Brookhaven. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Don't miss this year's Moore's Old Town Christmas Parade of Lights, Saturday, December 3rd. Kick off your Christmas season with the family and come see Mickey, Minnie, Winnie. the Pooh, Tigger, and the whole gang. Do you have a float or entry for the parade? Call Kelly at 799-9898. Made possible by the Moore Monuments and the Candy Castle Popcorn Palace and Ice Cream Parlor. Don't miss the 2022 Christmas Parade of Lights in downtown. First tire event at Lander's Auto Group. See dealer for details. It is The Rush live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. At the top of the 4 o'clock hour, coming out of the break, I'm going to play an interesting soundbite from Dylan Gabriel after Saturday night's loss. He was asked like what his future is going to be at OU, and I, I don't know. Huh. Maybe, maybe it's nothing. It's probably not, but I thought the response was, um, was interesting. So we'll play that at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, and you guys can decide if it's something or if it's absolutely nothing, not that big of a deal. By the way, all the bowl projections, not all of them, but most of them, have OU going to the guaranteed rate bowl, likely opponent, the University of Wisconsin. So. Yeah, see? There we go. See, Tyler, you never know when something's going to be uh, good or bad. Who knows? If we beat uh, Texas Tech on Saturday, maybe we end up in Houston. Well, I think they right? probably would have ended up in the Cheez-It Bowl if they beat Tech on Saturday. Nobody wants there to go, you go. there. It, end up in the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando, all right? We don't want to go there. We want to go west to Phoenix, get around to golf perhaps in Scottsdale, um, maybe go for a hike on, what is it, Camelback Mountain? Mm, I, not, All kinds of great things to do. hiking on my bowl trips. Might hike up Listen, to a I'm restaurant I'm not going to hike but, either. You know. It's just it's the thought of perhaps – you know, it's one of those things where you like you flip through the brochure and there's someone hiking up the 
a nice little trail. It looks cool. You know you're never going to do it. It's just the thought, okay? That's what we need. Probably right even buy yourself hiking boots for Christmas with the intention of using them yeah. for the bowl game and never use them. Yeah. Some Early Christmas present. Boots. Amazon. There OU Wisconsin. Well, maybe uh, I can get seats out there in the pool at the baseball stadium for the game. And which, by the way, all these bowl games that OU's tied to, that they met, they all start at like 8 o'clock or 9.15. Jeez. Yeah. It's going to be a late night. Late night for whatever bowl game you end up playing in. Oh, boy. I'm going to text my buddy that's the D-line coach at Wisconsin and say, we are going to beat the hell out of you guys in the first first quarter. quarter. Yeah, we're on the same page on that one. That's (laughs) right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Tyler's got some groundbreaking audio to play on the other side. Hanging out today at the Falls of Brookhaven. Fourteen hundred AM KREF Norman Moore Oklahoma City and ninety nine point three FM K twenty five seven DA the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six function multi pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. 